and welcome to Reimagining Education, a podcast from Michigan International Prep School. I'm Eric Van Houten. And I'm Roy Sovis. And we want to welcome you back to the podcast. Today's topic is how to get students to complete ungraded assignments. It's a big one. There's a lot to that statement, um, but we got a lot of great ideas. I know that we're excited to talk about it. So, Roy, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you run with it, kind of preface what we're talking about, and then we can can get into it. Yeah, and this this whole idea of how do you get students to complete ungraded assignments um, is really about helping teachers have effective grading practices. And one of the things that always comes into play is, well, if I don't grade the assignment, students aren't going to do it. So how do you deal with that? Um, so that's what this is really about, is to kind of take a look at this issue. And one of the things that comes along, there's some research about this, and that is two things happen when you try to motivate students externally by the grade. So you set up your assignments and you kind of motivate them by saying, well, you can get a better grade by completing this assignment. And the first problem with that is it distracts from learning. Because then the research is clear. It says students are focused on the reward and punishment. That's what's driving them. How can Mm. I get rewarded or how do I avoid being punished when I should be really concentrating on the assignment? And and what am I to learn? What am I to do from this? How does this help me? So that's research is clear on that. That's what it'll do. The other thing is as students work their way up K-12, you got you better come up with some really good rewards uh, because yeah. they need more rewards. For some kids, you know, they're they're good with a C, and A doesn't motivate them. They're like, eh, I'm good with a C, you know. And that's a whole other topic that we'll talk about at some point. The hundred percent scale. Do you see um, that problem? Sorry to interrupt. Do you do you see that problem more prevalent? Of I'm not going to do this because it's not graded worse as as students get older oh absolutely yeah yeah um and and it also interferes with your high flyers the kids who know how to do school and they know how to play the game so that's what they're motivated by well i know how to play this game i'm going to do this i got to do this and hey how many points do i need to do this and it's all about the points and not the learning so this not only you know impacts the kids who are like "Eh, i'm not really motivated by you know i don't need an a you know to those kids who really are motivated by that a they want to get that 4.0 they really want to get the highest score possible but they're being deceived some way by us saying we're driving and using the greatest and extrinsic motivator uh because it distracts from the learning yeah Uh, and then you have to kind of increase the reward uh, as you go along. So yeah, it is a problem. So that's the first thing. And then another thing to consider is really helping people understand the difference between grading and scoring. We think of a grade as I do this assignment and if it's not graded, then why do the assignment? Mm. Well, if it's set up properly and students know, here's an assignment you're going to do you're not going to get a grade. It's not going to impact your overall grade because it's practice, but I'm going to score it. And what I mean by scoring, and you'd have to, you know, the teacher has to make sure that their class really understands what the terminology is. I'm going to score it, which means I'm going to see how you performed on the task and you're going to get feedback. So I'm going to score it. Mm. You're going to find out where you are. Uh, so that's, that's part of it is differentiating between grading and scoring. So you would hope a teacher would kind of change their their vernacular they would say well this is going to be scored this one will impact your overall grade because it's a summative end of learning type of assignment so that's that's something that has to be uh considered how do you think 
you would phrase that to a student? I don't know if this is, you know, difficult or, or something that's been proven already, but, you know, would you say this is scored and then this is scored for a grade? Is that how you would say it, or would you just say strictly score versus grade, completely two different things? I think there's a couple of things you can do. One, it takes a while for students to really make that shift. Yeah. Because if they've had a number of years of being told grade, 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 grading, grading, this is graded, this is not graded type of thing, then that's kind of in their mindset. So it takes a while for them to make that shift. Yes, you do tell them. You, you have to let them know and differentiate it. There is something that um, I've trained teachers to do and have received some feedback. I came up with this idea after I was out of the classroom and was in a um, director's position, consulting position, and helping school districts with curriculum and instruction and assessment and in effective grading practices. And this was an idea I had. I was thinking, well, put myself in the teacher's shoes. I really try to keep myself grounded there. And I came up with this idea, so I shared it with some teachers. And they came back to me. They were part of one of my leadership groups. And they said, you're going to believe this, but it worked. Mm. I'm in a a whole new era. And I said, (laughs) okay, it worked, and then tried it out some more. So here's how it went. So how do you set up a class? And this is more secondary than elementary. And so I want to differentiate there because elementary students, it's, it's just a, a different way to approach it. You don't want to get hung up on using the grade at the very beginning as an extrinsic motivator. You want to avoid that. So it's a little bit different there. So I'm referring to this strategy with secondary students. Okay. So this is what you do. You take one of your big high risk or not high risk um one of your big exams a semester exam final exam one of your big exams okay also high risk yeah yeah yeah, it's high risk yeah yeah for sure but it 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 really impacts their grade like and they know it Mm -hmm. pick about five questions from it okay and you get those five questions and you pull them and you're going to display those to the students so there's some setup by the teacher they've got to set this up and they've got to they've got to get a few things in order to sell the kids on the whole idea of how can I get my kids to do assignments that aren't graded? They're scored, but not graded. So this language comes into play that we've referred to. So they get five questions, display them to the students. And the other prep that they do is they pick a couple of their assignments that they give students and have those ready. And those students, uh, those assignments are going to be handed out to the students. And those assignments relate to the questions on the test. Mm. Okay. So what they do is that you display that. And I said, you, there's a little bit of, you know, acting and kind of going along and playing with the students on this, but you play it up and uh, you, you let your students know, okay, I want to set you up for how we're going to work this year. I'm assuming the assumption is this is at the beginning of the year. You're setting up your class and, and this is a time you're getting to know students. You're talking about norms and expectations. And this is one of the things that you would do with students. So you put the, the questions up and you say, okay, Here's five questions from the midterm exam. These are exactly five questions. And you pause. And they're going to look at like, what are you doing? Like, they're, secondary <laughs> students are going to be like, what are you doing, right? And you're going to say, yeah, these are literally five questions. You can memorize them. You can look at it. You're going to actually see this. And you may have a student that says, no, Mr. Sovis, those aren't actually five questions, are they? And you're going to have to sell them on the idea. Yeah, they are. Those are you're going to see those exact questions. <laughs> and if students don't say anything, then you kind of lead along and you go, okay, so why am I doing this? Mm. What's the why? And you say, well, I'll tell you why. Here's the deal. This year, we're going to get rid of homework. And they go, oh, yeah. Kids are going to go, yeah, no homework. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of busy work. 
No more mm-hmm. busy work, no more homework. So why, why, would you, why would we get rid of that? Well, here's the key. Every assignment that I give you is going to be meaningful. It's going to be tied to the things that I expect you to know and be able to do that I'm going to assess you on. Mm. So that means every assignment that I give you is meaningful. It's going to give you practice time. So that when you get to the test, this test, you look at these now, you may or may not know the answer depending on your experience, but you look at this, I don't know what what the answers are to those. That's my job to train you to get there. So that means every assignment that I give you and the things that we do together, my job is to help you learn it and practice it. So when you get there, you go, yep, no problem. I can ace it. Because you've had the practice, you've had the feedback, and all of the assignments you do get you to that end point. What that does for me is I'm getting rid of all the busy work. And we're not going to have homework just to have homework. I'm not going to send you home with work to work. And I tell teachers, I'd say, you see how you got to play this up a little bit? You want to you play that up because they don't want homework. They don't want extra assignments. So they're going to buy into that a little bit. So you say, and then, then when you get to that point and you're playing this up, you say, let me show you what this really looks like. I'm going to give you an assignment that you are literally going to get in the next couple weeks or whenever the time frame is. And you hand it out. Give and tell them individually, I want you to take three minutes, four minutes. I want you to look at that and see what relationship any of that information on the assignment has to do with one of the one or more of those questions. Take a look. You give your students the time to do that. You know, have them work individually and say, all right, turn to your partner, have a quick conversation. So there's some interactivity with that. What do you notice? What do you see? You're going to learn from them. Okay. And then do a whole group report out. You say, I want to hear from three of you. Tell me what you notice about the relationship of those assignment and the items there. Mm-hmm. They may or may not spot it. You hope, hopefully they will because you got to pick the right assignments. And that's what I would tell the teachers. You got to make sure you select the right assignments to do this, that there's a clear one and they can identify the relationship. Take some prep work. Take yeah, it takes a little work, prep work. But, yeah. yeah, certainly. And uh, so they do that and then they start to make the connections. And the job of the teacher then is to help them make those connections and say, see where that assignment helps them prepare and be well prepared. Uh, mm. Be prepared and well-suited to do well on the, on the test. Mm. And so you close that out and say, after they see that connection and you, you feel like you've got a lot of buy-in from kids, so as we go forward, my job is to make sure the why of every assignment is meaningful and it's going to help you get to our end goal of you acing this course and doing well on the exams. If not, it's busy work. We're not doing busy work. We're not doing homework for the sake of homework. But you're going to have assignments that are practice assignments that are not going to be graded, but they're going to be scored. So when you get an assignment, you say, is this going to be graded? Assume it is in the sense, because if you don't do it, you're not going to be well prepared for mm-hmm. what is going to be graded, and that's the final exam or semester exam, whichever one you chose to use. So it isn't just telling them, and in, in, I'm going to try to distill this, right? It isn't yeah. just telling them that this assignment is important or giving them busy work. If I'm hearing you correctly, it's essentially, if I can do this in one sentence, it's essentially showing students that the work they're doing is meaningful and predictive in a way of what will give them the grade. Yes. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, that is accurate. Okay. Predictive in the sense that if they don't perform well, they're not penalized. Yeah. And that's a key thing about effective grading practices. Kids should not be penalized for practice. Mm. And, that's a and, good quote. I'm going to put that on a wall somewhere. Yeah, and back I can, here, and that that'll be our motto. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I can't. 
that's where I've arrived at. I've uh, read read a lot of literature and white papers and looked at some research about all this stuff. So I don't, you know, I can't claim that that's mine, but that's the way I framed it: Mm -hmm. is kids should not be penalized for practice. Yeah. Um, And so, but that practice is meaningful, very meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, but the practice has to be intentional and deliberate. Yeah. And you're showing them. You're not just telling them at the authority of a teacher, but you're showing them so that they buy into it. Yep. Whether they want to or not, they now know that it's meaningful. Yep. And they'll call you out on it, too, mm. if, if there's no alignment. And what it does is it challenges the teacher. They think they're on, but it adds an element of increased instructional time. Because if you hand out an assignment, and kids love to hold you to your word, right? Like, you said this. like you're, you, you, And they say, well, this assignment doesn't have anything to do with it. You go, okay, so tell me more. Why, why don't you think it? has anything to do with it and then now you're teaching you're getting them into the assignment to unpack it and look at it so it opens up the door for you know increased instructional time and then to walk them through and see that connection right you see how that happens but they'll it takes weeks to get them there because they're not used to this type of approach Mm -hmm. so a lot of times teachers took said it didn't work the first time and i don't Try it again. Mm. It's going to take you weeks to change the mindset. And they said once they did, I had uh, one teacher's good friend of mine still, I stay in touch with him. He said, Roy, he said, I feel so free. I'm doing so much less grading than I have ever. Mm. He said, I'm touching less papers because the shift of the responsibility of learning has shifted to the students. They're owning it because they now know I mean it when I say I give you assignments. It has everything to do with the final performance. So I'm giving you practice without penalty and you can work freely. And they'll say, I don't mind doing it because I can find out where I'm at in the assignment. It's something that students would or should want. It's something that makes teaching more effective. Like it's not just less grading, it's actually more effective teaching. And I'm sure parents would listen to this and say i want that for my kid that seems like they would actually learn or be excited to go to school mm-hmm. it's a win-win-win if you're an office fan win-win-win yeah it uh, is a win-win-win yeah and it gets that. rid of the clutter yeah we're not kids we're not having kids do assignments just to do assignments yeah. so we put a grade in the grade book yeah it's, i love that yeah. that's how to um convince students to do ungraded assignments that's it. Fair, right? I don't want you to cut you off. I don't want to cut you off. So anything else that you want to add to that? Because this is perfect. This is given, um, how to say this correctly, there's a lot of thoughts and a lot of thinking that I want to do and be like, this is something that I really do want to do. Um, and I think that if people are listening to this, watching this, they're going to try it. Yeah. 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 There's enough to work with there and you got to make it your own to move forward. But the feedback that I have received from secondary teachers that have done this and the the shift and change that occurred in their classroom is is valuable and it really shifted from grading and the and the grade to learning and that's the key thing we're in the business of learning and i know that's another one we've talked about is exploring this idea that we're really in the business of teaching people to learn how to learn and this does it when it comes to completing assignments and having students do them internally motivated because they see the connection to the final performance love that well roy amazing discussion i loved it um 
leave a comment, you know, or, or send us a message on what you think about this. Cause this is, um, inspiring. It might not sound like it in my voice, but, uh, it's inspiring in the way that I think that this is innovative and beneficial. Um, so I'd love to, to keep talking about that. And I know that we're going to build on this in, in future episodes. So yeah, looking forward um, to it. We got a lot of topics. There's a lot to unpack when it comes to grading and, and helping educators move in the direction as well as parents move in the direction of having an understanding of effective grading practices. Perfect. All righty. Thanks, Roy. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Reimagining Education is brought to you by Michigan International Prep School. If you'd like to learn more about us and what we do, head to our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you soon.